Well, hello, hello, this is Yvonne Masala and welcome to the Restore to Rise podcast for another new episode. And if you haven't listened to any of the other ones, it is available on Spotify, Apple, and you can have a listen. It's under Restore to Rise podcast and it's under Yvonne Masala. So I'm excited to be able to just have this conversation with you. You know, my heart is for you. Uh, this is a podcast and a forum where we talk all things emotional health, spiritual health and leadership health, like I always say. For us to be spiritually healthy, we cannot say that we're spiritually healthy and not also emotionally healthy. And this will impact the way we lead and, our, and how, at what level we lead and how we just just um, steward our platform that God has entrusted us with. So have a listen, uh, you know, grab a cup of tea or coffee, whether you are in your room, whether you're taking a walk, uh, whether you're in the gym or in the car, maybe driving, I trust that whether you are just listening to a few of these little nuggets that uh, God would encourage you and bless you. So today I want to have some honest conversations and my new th- uh, my topic is Jesus and therapy. Now this is not a popular uh, topic for many of you and um, I want to demystify that. I'm specifically speaking to you as leaders, industry leaders, uh, pastoral leaders, uh, shepherds of the flock. Uh, people who have a forum and you have a spiritual responsibility and not just that because I believe spiritual responsibilities in business or you know all across all the different um, social uh, stratas and I, I I would really want to encourage you to just come in and lean in and listen your heart is important your soul is important the higher you go the more platform that God is going to give to you the broader you reach uh, the more successful you are the more you need to be present to your heart and take care of your soul now soul care has many different expressions you know it's like you know taking a rest taking care of yourself but for me my greatest soul care is really for you to take care of your heart to be present to say God what is inside of me that I need healing, restoration, to be reset? Uh, we, we, in what area of my mind says do I need transformation? So that is really the conversation I want to have. And I know that for some reason, uh, there's still a little bit of a stigma attached to you having a counselor or a therapist. And so today I actually want to demystify that concept because therapy is extremely important for us as leaders it is important, and I think after the pandemic, people are more open. We now hear about the trauma. We now hear about the impact of that, and so the whole world is re- is repositioning um, themselves to say, "Hey, we need to look at how do we deal with this." And I believe for us who are kingdom builders, for us who have the message of the gospel that is broad, we have truth, we have principles, we have wisdom for our transformation. And someone to speak to you about that and also just what is what does Jesus say about this? What is the template that Jesus actually left for us? And so I hope at the end of this this podcast you'll be able to to find yourself someone whether you can call them a therapist, a counselor, a coach, or someone who's walking with you. However you want to name that. Do not walk alone on this journey. You cannot walk alone on this journey of leadership and of impact and of influence. And so I was trying just for the last few months to revisit my own thinking, my own understanding of therapy, of counseling, of restoration, of soul care. And, and I always have to come back to scripture and I always have to make that my very foundation. And uh, I can tell you that whenever you read every story in scripture from the old to the new, you will always find restorative 
images that God and Jesus and Holy Spirit will always communicate that to us. And so that is for me very exciting. And uh, it's, it's a sadness if we cannot include soul care and transformation and the healing of our heart into our concept of discipleship. That is actually what it's about. If, you want, if you're more familiar with the word discipleship, that is the word. But I want to use two words that are very key to me is transformation and, and transformation and restoration. I believe restoration is part of the, of the journey of transformation because there's a beautiful verse that I have for you in Ephesians 2.21 if you want to read that. And by the way, if you want any notes of, of this podcast, you can just, you know, drop me a link, uh, DM me and I will send it to you. But, you know, Paul talks about that in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 21 where he says that we are constantly being transformed, transformed so that we can become the dwelling place of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we our transformation journey is actually to be able to host everything that God is and all that is, you know, His presence, His, His wisdom and His light and His love and His hope. I believe that is all part of this journey of transformation. And so, so this is so, so exciting for me, you know, to be able to do that. And so I, I want to, I don't even wait to start because there's so many things in my heart, but just all on, all out. You know, the first thing that I want to say is that the reason why restoration is so important is because, you know, when we don't take care of our story, you know, the inner part, the innermost being, that the, the places where pain and disappointment and disillusion and deferred hope, all those places where those places are, are, are locked into our hearts, if we don't take care of that, you know, we will recycle we will recycle pain and we will also lead and speak um, from that place of overflow. You know, we can speak from a place of overflow of joy, but we can also speak from a place of overflow of pain and bitterness. So so that is why we need to take care of that. And if we don't take care of the, you know, the lies, our core beliefs, then we actually diminish our potential. We diminish our potential and the capacity that God has given to, to you. So, so my charge and my challenge to you, you know, as people who love the Lord, as people who, who are, I believe you are, you know, high functioning and high capacity people, make sure that this part of your life is included in your pursuit of excellence. It's so, so, so very important, you know, that you take care of, of those things that are lingering in your heart, every emotion. Your emotions are important to you, to God and to you. Your, your emotional being your emotional world i will say that over again so it will always come through it's so important and you know i was i was listening uh, to a parable and i thought where in scripture can i find a good metaphor or a parable and i found in the parable for those who are familiar because i'm speaking firstly to those who are familiar with scripture and everyone else can listen in to this conversation but you know the sower and the seeds, so you know that story where it falls on rocky ground and it you know it talks about weeds and all that. But at the end, it talks about the rich soil. It says those seeds that fall on rich soil, those are the seeds that will sprout up and bear fruit. And it says 30, 40, 100 percent, hundredfold. In other words, the soil was rich, and then Jesus actually, not many parables he would actually translate, but explains it so beautifully. And he says, the rich soil is a soil that is open to receiving the seed 
and that seed can therefore become fertile. And it says the rich soil is like your heart being receptive. And so therefore, voila, I found my verse and I found my parable to really support my thinking around the soul and the heart as very important to us as the epicenter of life. In Proverbs 3, remember it talks about guard your heart with all diligence for out of it dwell while the spring for out of it, you know, the springs of life will flow out of that. In other words, everything about life will flow out of your heart. So the heart is the emotions, you know, the will and also the soul. So whatever word you want to use is the soul part of your of your being. So so my question to us then, my dear ones, is if the soil needs to be fertile for my seed to, to take ground and to, to spring forth and be fruitful, because God is calling us to be fruitful, not just little but much. And I love that he wants us to be, grow. That's a transformation process from one level to the other level, from glory to glory, from levels to levels. Hey? Uh, so if the seed falls on rich ground and the heart is the ground, what does a heart look like that, that is equal to rich soil? I believe that that means that if my heart is hardened, in other words, my heart can be hardened by prolonged disappointments. It can be hardened by disappointment, by pain, unresolved issues, grief, and just a, a, a sense of, you know, maybe God has forgotten me. You know, whatever that is, you can maybe have a listen, listen to your heart. What is inside of you that you know that is there that's bothering you and maybe you haven't even listened to it but I'm just giving you that picture a heart and heart is everything that that cuts you from feeling that cuts you from engaging that cuts you from being present to other people that cuts you off from again pursuing the very purposes of God or pursuing your life purpose or your dreams and so the heart needs to be softened the soil needs to be tilted and we need to know how to fertilize the soil of your heart and this is where I believe that therapy and counseling, they come in there because that's where you have a look at what do I need for my heart to be healed? What do I need for me to move into a process of wholeness? And I'm going to do a series on my podcast, three, four sessions on this whole process. I want to just kind of flesh it out, you know, unbundle it, you know, and just really do a little, a better, deeper job in that. But I just want to introduce this today and for you to know that the first thing that I want to just share with you right now is that, that if you, when you have a conversation about what is going on inside of you, when you can just embrace your truth, embrace what is true for you, embrace what are the lies that you believe, what are your core beliefs that keep you stuck? That is where we start. We don't just start in a vacuum to say, okay, God, heal my heart. Okay, I want to change. But what do I need to change? What is it exactly? And what do I need? So number one, just start there. Like I need to maybe sit still and have a look at my, the garden of my heart. Close the gates. Don't let everyone come in and see where are the weeds, where are the rocky places, you know, and where are the good seeds, where are those seeds that are hidden. Maybe there are beautiful plants, but there are weeds around it. And so how do I unweed the garden of my heart? Uh, and that is where we can have the conversation with someone other than ourselves. Uh, and, you know, I speak to you as my dear pastors, you know, this is a space that I've occupied for a long time. I've also occupied the space as a therapist, so I can speak into both. I know that your pastor is not necessarily your therapist. And pastors, you don't have to carry that load. There are people who can uh, deal and, and, and listen to people and lead them 
at a level that you cannot, you know, you have different a different role uh, to play. You don't need to carry everything. And so let's work together with the people that can help us, the professionals that can work with us. Uh, so there, there are conversations that we can have with a therapist and maybe a coach or a spiritual uh, director, but someone who can really do a little bit deeper than just quote scriptures. Because, you know, I, I can do both, but I do want to, first of all, Look at the issues, look at those things that hurt us, look at the conversations, and then we can come back to the very foundation of uh, wisdom and life and light and love. That is actually found in Jesus because he is our pattern man, he is our restorer of our soul. And, you know, I just love God's word more and more and the gospel. The gospel is so much more than just coming to Jesus and being comfortable, but it has to have an impact every area of my life and so i want you to start with the very first part is just to to focus on where you are at you know where are you at and then i want to say right here and that is where i'm going to work on for the next couple of sessions is that love is actually the catalyst for our healing love and light light is you know is that when people say oh uh, the penny dropped or I just a light bulb went off in my head that is light light means not just light light in the way we see it but light is revelation illumination understanding new knowledge you know that is light that is light so what is what are the new things I need to to gather what is the new information that I need around my situation around what I'm going through so that I can move forward and move into greater levels of restoration and restoration. So this is exciting for me. And then I want to just end with a few points about Jesus. Because Jesus is really the person that really helped me in my own journey to understand the importance of my heart and the importance of my emotions and the importance and the reality of contradictions. Okay? So let me get, look at this. is like something that God just kind of downloaded into my spirit the last few months so let me just speak to you again like i said jesus is giving is jesus gives us the template for how to navigate our difficult seasons our emotional seasons because whether you are in a season now maybe of of you know rejoicing and you're in a good season you know we go through different times but for those who are still going through the hard times and those who are going through good seasons let me tell you even at the highest level even at your top game, you are still going to be challenged every time. Because like I said, I'm going to say it again. Every season that you go through, every level that you go through, the higher you go, the higher you go, the more impact you have, the more reach that you have, the more you need to be present to your heart and take care of your soul. Because the enemy is going to try and sabotage you. It's going to distract you. And say that you don't need to have these rhythms, the spiritual rhythms. You don't need to take care of your heart because success can really be so deceptive. But just remember, we need to move from one level to the other. And so this is so much more important because I've seen so many of us, myself included, you know, we move into higher levels, but when we don't take care of the soul level and we don't take care of these, these principles, then we can sabotage our next level. This is not a season to be at ease, my dear ones. September the 1st, I do want to say to you, let's, let this year, this month, be your month of new birth. It's a ni nine months. I like that image of the woman giving birth. As she's closer to giving birth, the pain increases, but she needs to push. We need to push at a high level and we need to push one another to give birth and not to sabotage. This is a time for us to press in deeper 
to be more consecrated, to, to, to be more disciplined, you know, so that we can actually move forward into the destiny and the purposes f that God has given to us. So let me just come back to, I'm just going to win a little bit off on that, but it's so important. Jesus is our pattern man. Jesus gave us a template for us to navigate difficult seasons, especially when it's a high level. Remember Jesus on his way to the cross and now he's, he needs to die for us and redeem the world. That is the highest form. That is his greatest level. But at the same time, at the same time, he had to go into a place of grieving. And so I was like really fascinated by that. At his highest moment of obedience, at the moment we, which is the greatest moment in, the, in history, to redeem us is also the most painful season for Jesus. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, My soul is deeply grieved within me. He told his disciples. So number one, that's my first point that I want to make when it comes to Jesus. Jesus was able to articulate the deep pain that he experienced. He didn't hide it. He didn't just leave it quietly inside of him. But he said he was present. Here we go. He was present to his heart. He was present, embraced and alive when it comes to his emotional world he said i was i'm deeply grieved and one he spoke to the people that were close to his heart because he's on his way to obeying the father and his heart is grieved and then he told the three he went the three closest disciples to his to his life is his inner circle he said stay with me stay with me while i'm praying while i'm processing with the father while i'm going into my transition season of obeying and he said stay with me and so that expresses to me or uh, gives me that understanding that, that Jesus was really honest and really, you know, true to his heart to say, you know, I need connection. During my most difficult season, I need people, I need relationships. And then after that, he would say, if only this cup could go. I said, Father, if only this cup could go, I don't want to do this. It's too painful. And then at the same time, I said, yet for this reason, I came. Isn't that beautiful? But isn't that a contradiction too? And how many times do we feel like that? When God is asking us to do something, it's too painful. And we think, oh, maybe this is not God because it feels too horrible. But yet, Jesus says, I want you to let it go. I don't want this. And then he said, yet for this very reason, I came. So in one sentence, in one moment, it was present to his pain and also present to his obedience. So the most important part of his expression of his obedience can also be the most painful time and also can feel like the most painful season where you feel like God has maybe scammed you or forgotten you and this is so good like because he knew why I came so yes so I just want to repeat that point again so the pain of obedience you know he was committed to his purpose and yet you know it wasn't easy for him not easy for Jesus and so it, he, he was very vulnerable it was there was emotional integrity during those times of, of difficulty. So this is just really for me one of those just a template what what Jesus how Jesus navigated those difficult times. And then even on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross, you know, when he just felt like, Father, why did you forsake me? You know, he, he asked a question. He was willing, he was not afraid to question his own father, although he knew why he came, and although he was perfectly obedient to the process, he was still able and it was still um not able but he still was feeling that emotion of abandonment 
And how many times do we feel that, but we, we're so afraid to even tell God, God, I feel like you're too quiet, you're too silent, you're abandoning me. And, and, and you know, Jesus, God in, invites us to do that. And so this is where, where our hearts can be more open when we, when, we, when we can articulate and can share those things so that the heart is not hardened. And so it gives space and capacity for the Father and for the Spirit to heal and to restore and to, to listen to us. And then when he, when he was on the cross, when he was in that season of, of, of pain, and even when the two thieves, you know, one of the thieves asked him to remember him, he said, today I will remember you. So you see the shift from abandonment and obedience, abandonment and yet knowing and, and pressing in and staying focused to the purpose, staying focused to the mandate, and yet reaching out and being gracious and merciful in his pain. And then, you know, when he saw his mom and John, he said at the end, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. He still was willing to, to, to celebrate and foster relationships. So, so this is so powerful. Jesus was fully human and he was also fully God. And his humanity teaches us how, how do we deal with it. So that's my template. I believe that God can give us new revelation on our journey that when we go through pain, when we go through hardships, just be present and say to God, say to someone, walk with another person, help them to, 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 to shake you out of any state, state where you want to just go and hide forever and just give up on your mandate, give up on your calling, give up on people, give up on relationships. No, rather it says you can have all those feelings and still be present to your mandate, to your purpose, to people. But for that, it takes a deep, solid understanding of the love of God in our hearts. It takes a deep understanding of, you know, connections of people who can really have our back and can pray for us, who can can nurture us and can be like midwives, you know, helping us to give birth to what God has uh, uh, seeded us with. So those are just things I want to leave with you in this podcast. I know I spoke a lot about a lot of stuff, uh, but listen to it. I'm sure there are certain points in this episode that you can just pause and listen. The main thing is, again, just continue to take care of your heart. Have someone in your life who is like a counselor, a therapist. You need Jesus and therapy. I, I want to say that in both ways. So some people say, no, I just need Jesus and I don't need someone else. But therapy is another strategy. Is, is part of the journey, is part of discipleship, is part of someone helping us with our emotional health, with our spiritual health, and also with the soul part of us. When we have blind spots and we cannot see it, it's just beautiful if you look at scripture. So I just want to, to, to demystify that word counseling and therapy and just bring it back into our journey where we can also make it part of our transformation. So this is a message that I believe that God has, you know, mandated me, mandated me to share. And I want to continue to share that. So God bless you. Uh, you know, I'm going to do a few series on this. And also at the end, at the 5th of October, it is for now, you know, I'm going to do a, a course on transformation. So, you know, stay tuned. And if you need any more questions, just DM me. There's a link that I, that you can that you can follow. If you want to share this podcast with other people, it will really help us. Um, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple and so I pray for this September may this be an extraordinary month for you may you give birth to the new that God has placed within you we are in a season I believe uh, globally uh, where we are in a new season and when you're in a new season you know there's a beautiful verse in Isaiah it says that forget about do not remember 
the old but move forward to the new it actually means forget about all the great things through your success all the things the way you did, did things and press into the new now when you move into a new season again like i said always before we don't know how to do it and we sometimes think we're sometimes so arrogant and so full of pride look here it's true we think that we know it but we don't know and so we just need to walk in humility say god like a child, give me that childlike faith to come to pray again, to come to the prayer altar again, to give myself to that, to have the fire, the power, the presence of God flow through my life, to say, God, guide me. God, who must I journey with? So I just pray that for you for this month of September, that God would bless everything that you do, the work of your hands, your mind, your feet, um, your business, your ministry, everything in your home, Whatever sphere you are in, whatever space you're occupying, may the favor of God rest upon you. But press in. Press into the heart of God. Press into your business. Be successful and be blessed. You know, we can be both. We don't forget God when you reach the top because otherwise it's not going to work. So may God just continue to bless you and favor you. And may every negativity, everything that held you in the past, this past month, may not go back with you into September. May the September be full of joy, full of rejoicing, full of greatness, full of new chapters, full of celebrations in Jesus' name. So I'll talk to you. I'll see you soon for the next episode. And uh, God bless you.